Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, your Shopify theme, it's not up to date, right? If, and I'm guessing the thing that's holding you back from updating is the, the fear of losing customizations. But then that's leaving your store behind in bug fixes and the latest features, right? Okay, what if there was a way to update your themes without losing your customizations? Enter Out of the Sandbox's Theme Updater Plus. Look, Out of the Sandbox knows Shopify themes inside and out. They've been around, and their premium themes are used by over 80,000 e-com stores. And for years, their theme updater has helped countless Shopify store owners keep their themes updated while preserving their unique settings. Theme Updater Plus's new Pro Plan gets you access to detailed line-by-line info about your customizations, making it easier to maintain them and update them. And their new Vault feature automatically makes backups of your product theme collection order and customer data. So don't wait until a missed update causes lost sales or a staff mishap causes data loss. Invest in Theme Updater Plus today and enjoy peace of mind knowing your store is always up to date, personalized, and backed up. Find Theme Updater Plus in the Shopify App Store or head to outofthesandbox.com. That's Theme Updater Plus by Out of the Sandbox. If you're listening to the show, you have, at the very least, considered subscriptions. And that's harder than it sounds because there are dozens of subscription apps in the Shopify App Store. There's at least 30 of them. Plus, there's some that may be unlisted that you could use as well. So which is the right one? How do you choose? We all want that that recurring predictable revenue, right? So returning to the show to help us decipher it is subscription expert Andre Rudnick. He formerly bold commerce, now uh, at the helm of good subscription agency. He's a champion of subscription brands. And today he's going to help us navigate the labyrinth of over 30 subscription apps on the App Store and help us talk through if you're currently on a legacy subscription app. Yeah, there's like legacy apps too. What do you do? What's your best option? And so that's what we're we're going through today. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Check nasty. And this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. Andre, welcome. Thank you, Kurt. Thanks for having me on again. I'm pumped to talk about this wild landscape of the most paralysis analysis choices you could have on the App Store. Yeah. Before we dive into that, why are we listening to you? You went bold, founding your own agency. Let's start with that. Why did you start Good Subscription Agency? Um, So I I was working at Bold um, and I saw a market gap in an agency that was specifically servicing the subscription model. So basically agencies, a business, a subscription business is an e-commerce is really almost its own business model. Some people argue that it's just a, a different way to buy, but in my mind, you're really operating a little more like software as a service. Long story short, I saw that gap. I started the agency three years ago. I would be focusing exclusively at working with subscription brands. So over the last three years, I've tested, installed, suggested, migrated to all of the basically 20 plus apps that we have. There's like 30, there's delisted ones. But uh, subscription app game uh, selection, migration, and optimization is uh, is the bread and butter of what we do. Okay. I'm, I accept that. Okay. So who then is a good candidate for subscriptions? 
Okay, so uh, as far as a business, if you look at, uh, if you're not running with a subscription offer, um, and if you just simply look at those repeat purchase rates for your business, if you're somewhere above 50, 60%, um, that's a no-brainer for uh, for implementing a subscription, subscribe and save at least a replenishment program. But there are many different ways. Uh, there's at least four core ones that I look at, and that's uh, you can implement a subscribe and save if you have a product that is a, a consumable or a replenishable. Think about uh, toiletries, think about deodorant, think about uh, home uh, home products, toilet paper, uh, toothpaste. Um, then you can look at curated boxes, and these are kind of box of box of stuff, or um, these are specifically like hey, every month or every couple of months you get a niche uh, collectibles, high quality from art, different types of artists. Um, so you can have curated boxes. So that's one way to branch into subscriptions. Another one is memberships specifically and going in with a more of a membership model where you get access to certain things if you subscribe month to month. And those are just a couple to name a few, but if you can, uh, I mean, I feel brands can figure out if the, if customers keep coming back to buy the product over and over, that generally means that you're a pretty good fit for a subscription program and a subscription app. Before we dive into choosing a subscription app, I want to go back and talk about um, legacy subscription apps like uh, Recharter Bold. There's like version one if you were uh, one of these subscription apps before the Shopify checkout changes. Give me the recap there. What's going on with that? So, yes, the marketplace for apps and especially for these uh for legacy apps like recharge and bold version one so let's call it the, it's and it, i don't necessarily like to call them legacy they are uh they oh they've started with their own checkout and they build a checkout outside of shopify this was actually the only way to build a subscription app prior um prior to 2021 so before then you have only large uh, large enterprise level companies could build their own checkup, do it securely, do it properly. And um, you could still, and most people I know right now, actually most brands are likely using still uh, their uh, and Recharge's own checkup or Bold's own checkup. Shopify recently came out and announced finally a deadline for migrations for that. And that's October of 2024. So, and they said that we're basically going to discontinue pro uh, orders if you were on the, one of these old checkups. This is this is not crazy news. This is this is news we've seen coming. But for um, for for the first time, we have actually a sunset deadline where we have to absolutely migrate from the old old versions of the apps to the new versions of the apps using the Shopify checkout. Basically, what does that mean for let's call it, uh, Recharge and Bold in particular? So Recharge is the biggest player here. Recharge has actually been very very good at keeping, uh, basically making that migration process as seamless as possible. And there are very few things that you would be either giving up or not getting if you're, for example, getting uh, or leaving behind on the old checkout and upgrading to Shopify checkout. Um, but most of the time you're actually gaining a lot in features because you're now fully functional, you're fully using the Shopify ecosystem and you're fully using the Shopify checkout, better analytics, better integrations, just, just basically uh, metrics that work, which is really difficult to do uh, if you have two separate checkouts on your store. So, and the better metrics you have, the better business decisions you can make. Um, so, Recharge has been actually very, very good at letting people who use Recharge and their Recharge's older checkout migrate to the Shopify checkout and they've been processing people through. Um, and so, that's an easy process. 
if you were stuck on the old one, now you have to decide, okay, we either migrate to the Shopify checkout or we look at, okay, what, what other options out there for as far as subscription apps and still a recharge is still a fantastic, uh, choice, even despite the 20 plus, uh, big apps that are, um, I'm going to say 20 plus because there are some delisted ones, some that are, have like three reviews and I'm going to leave it at that for bold. It's a slightly different story. Um, in the last three years since uh, Shopify really pushed, or basically since 2021, um, Bold has really been focusing on enterprise-level business. And what that means is they have one of their best-in-class API docs. It's really robust, really snappy. They basically, Bold, rebuild a brand-new subscription app in 2020. Whereas, for example, Recharge, their code base is still from 2014. All of their docs have been kind of piled onto. And not to say that they're uh, poor, but they... Um, Massive enterprise companies use them, but Bold's been focusing on enterprise and they've just kind of rebuilt their APIs um, and they built an API first app uh, for subscriptions. Mm. Now, one downside of that is if you're SMB or SME, if you're a small business and if you don't know what APIs mean, that doesn't really matter much to you. So um, Bold's old version of the app has a lot more kind of out-of-the-box features than the new version of the app, which required, uh, which kind of focuses on easy custom development. So then it kind of opens a can of words of, well, if I'm on this old app and I'm a small business, where do I go from here? If, okay, and the answer is it's complicated. So um, there are, so the the landscape for, for subscriptions out, apps out there, like I said, we've basically spent we're testing and working on uh, on implementing and matchmaking brands with apps for the last three years. And it really is a matchmaking process. Um, so first of all, like if we, let's, we can talk about the process itself. It's like, how do you know which app is good for you and good for your brand? So we can dive into that. Um, so first of all, you have to define what your kind of subscription strategy is first because you have to so with 20 options now there are apps that are best that are really really good at build boxes but might not be as good at gifting um some are really good at gifting but might not be great at churn prevention um some are great for memberships um and it really helps to define your subscription growth strategy i'm not going to dive too deeply into like how do you do that generally speaking it's identify your most loyal, highest spending subscribers and ask them what they want. <laughs> most of the time you're there, they're going to tell you, hey, we want personalization of boxes, for example, or we want more boxes more frequently, or hey, I want to prepay for the year, or I want to get more perks. Um, so that would be step one. And in our case, let's use an example. Um, you're a curated box and you sell, um, you sell basically uh, fandom stuff to your, to your cohort and to your subscribers every three months. And they tell you, Hey, we want per to personalize our boxes. Um, we love, we love what you do. We want more boxes more often. Okay, cool. So you you know what your growth strategy is. I'm going to sell to my diehard customers more and more, and I'm going to find more of them and let them have an awesome experience. Then step two is you need to define your acquisition. So there's two types of and uh, two types of features in a subscription app. In my mind, there's acquisition features and retention features. And retention is really about customer lifetime value. So acquisition is really how flexible um, and what kind of features you need to sell to begin to basically an onboard a first subscriber to begin with. So is it a build a box? Is it a really robust subscribe and save program? So 
And when I say the robust subscribe and save program, some all pretty much all apps will allow you to do, hey, here's a frequency and here's a discount setup. But what if you need, uh, what if you want to incentivize orders after the six order? Or what if you want to incentivize longer subscription? Can you add that on? So that might be something that you need. For a curated box, you don't really necessarily need that. But for supplements and um, and household goods, you might want to incentivize that. So that's, again, how strategy weighs into what features you'd look for. Um, and you want to define, yes, your needs. Um, so acquisition needs and acquisition features could be something like, we need to build a box if we have a large SKU count of products, if we're a meal company, or if we're... Uh, or yes, if we do have 50 different flavors for you uh, for you to choose from, we want that to be easily done at sign up, easily done in the portal once your every single order is coming up. And then, um, uh, so same thing for gifting, and same thing for memberships. So some apps have better fit uh, than others. Then define. Then after that, so you you know, okay, this is how we're going to get people to sign up. Then you want to look at what you need from retention features or, or customer lifetime features. So, for example, if you are a um, if you're a, uh, a a supplement brand, and you will need um, you have one core SKU that you refill all the time. Somebody's buying your CBD supplements, and they're buying them every three every three months, let's say. But you want to be able to have a really close communication and upsell them on uh, accessory or complementary products. Like, hey, try this new, but uh, try this one time. Product for um, or try this complimentary uh, shaker or hey have um, another version of these capsules in for nighttime sleep, so on and so forth. So you want to be able to have really robust upselling and personalization in in the upcoming order flow. So those are kind of the retention features, um, and then churn features fall into that as well. Um, what kind of cancellation flows do they have, and what kind of uh, so for passive and active church so cancellation flows as well as dunning features for credit card recapture and then it's like okay you have that long list of needs wants for acquisition for retention then what do you do well you look through the app store you see at, at the minimum see what people are advertising and pick the top three that fit, fit into your brand we're actually doing a subscription app showdown right now where we're doing basically spring 2023 reviews for apps. So right now I just finished two of the uh, top three for best starter apps and also top three for best replenishment apps, so subscribe and save apps. So for example, to get started, and if you wanted to, um, I'm going to be I'm posting all of this on LinkedIn. So if you wanted to uh, give me a follow on LinkedIn, all of that content is going to be on there. Um, but for example, to, to start and to get started, um, best starter apps, top three best starter apps are actually, so number one for us was Timo subscription, um, which was, um, had a ton of really good basic out of the box features and the value was really there. The second one was, uh, Subify, which, uh, and ongoing subscriptions was number three. Yes. If you're just looking to get started in subscription, those are awesome, really solid value. Um, All right, take which are the three best starters? So Timo subscriptions, um, Subify and ongoing subscriptions. Okay, got it. Yes. So these are just like if you're just starting out, if you need an app for $29 a month, this is Timo is is a fantastic choice. If you're literally just starting with subscriptions, we're gonna be doing breakdowns of best for enterprise, best for mid-size, 
um, we're doing so best for replenishment is what I just published. Um, and so for subscribing, so this is obviously a big category. It's like the best subscribe and save app. Um, and, and that's like how Amazon presents their subscriptions. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's it. Yes. So it's like the most popular, Hey, you just need to give a discount on an interval on a reordering interval, the basic one. Um, this feels, yeah, this feels like the most common implementation or use case of subscription on Shopify. Yes. Yeah. So for us, the top three, and I'll dive into um, just the first one uh, a little more, but the first one was Loop Subscriptions, um, and uh, they're a fantastic, really robust toolkit for subscribe and save. They give you gamification on the customer portal around your next order rewards. They give you personalized flows and automations for um, personalizing upsell products in an upcoming order, really robust. Uh, churn prevention flows, um, probably best in class in my mind, not probably best in class uh, churn prevention and best in class churn analytics. Um, so they're a little more expensive. They're like three ninety nine a month, but they're um, they're one of the only apps that actually charge less than point than one percent fee transaction fee. So they come in at point seven five. Imagine losing out on thirty percent of your sales simply because your tracking isn't accurate. Inaccurate or insufficient data tracking can lead to wrong decisions and missed opportunities. It's like sailing a ship without a compass. Ever wondered why your marketing efforts aren't yielding the expected results? The culprit could be your conversion tracking. Without proper tracking, marketing spend can feel like throwing your money into a black hole. But there's light at the end of the tunnel, Elevar. Elevar ensures 100% of your conversions are tracked and delivered to your marketing channels. Trusted by over 6,500 D2C leaders, Elevar is specifically built for Shopify, powering your analytics with complete data sets. Brands like Glossier, Viore, and Magic Spoon all improve their tracking quality and site speed with Elevar. With Elevar, you can instantly deploy server-side tracking, boosting your Klaviyo flow performance by 2 to 3x and your meta performance. Every moment you wait is a potential conversion lost. Don't stay in the dark. Bring your data into the light. Get Elevar today and never miss another conversion. Plans start at $0 a month, plus 15-day free trials on all plans. Get Elevar.com. E-L-E-V-A-R. Elevar. We're doing a, um, a migration from BigCommerce to Shopify right now for a client, and they have a huge subscription program, and migrating subscriptions is scary and difficult. Yes. Uh, and... Loop Subscriptions said, hey, we've done this before. Here, we'll even share our SOP with you to prove it, uh, and we'll do it for you. I was thrilled. And so that's, and that we're using, uh, we're going to use Loop for that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, uh, as far as diving into features, they're um, a great team. Um, really, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing to see some of these apps developed to, to such an awesome feature set in such a short time because a lot of them just started in 2020, 2021, um, whereas some of these older apps have been around since like for the last 10 years. Um, but so Loop, yes, Loop's been number one. Stay AI is number two and Skio coming in at number three for best subscribe and set. What's funny is like that, that's how I would rank it as well. And I, there's really, I don't think a wrong choice between those three. Um, but yeah, those are, those three are really good. Yes, yeah. So as far as migrations go, so Kirk, you just mentioned perfect examples. Like migrations can be, and generally they're pretty scary. Um, although they, every single app will tell you that, hey, it's going to be smooth. It's going to be, we're going to take care of everything. Um, 
it's it's generally not that simple um, that's, because that's been my experience. Yes. <laughs> I've had some bad experiences. Yes. I won't name those. Yep. Um, no, no. Uh, and and I I want to give some of these apps, uh, you know, break, give them a bit of a break. Um, is that yes the imp- the the way a brand implements it. So basically, you're trying to swap an engine on a mid in an airplane that's mid flight. Really, that's what you're trying to do. And um, when you are switching from one subscription app to another, because it's your revenue engine, it's something that processes and recreates all of your recurring orders. So you don't want to skip a beat. You definitely don't want to lose any subscriber. Thankfully, actually, from all of the subscri- uh, migrations that we've done to date, we've never lost anybody, never lost a single subscriber. Um, and that generally is all due to the diligence uh, of the app companies. So that's awesome. Um, the other piece, though, is the subscription app um, migration is a lot more than just um, like swapping a bunch of payment token. Um, typically, so for example, if we take uh, an example, you're plugged into Recharge and you're using three or five different, you're using Klaviyo, obviously you're using Smile, you're using Gorgeous, you're plugged in or Rebuy and you plug, your subscription app is plugged into a whole bunch of other third-party apps. Um, the, the migration, the app company generally doesn't take care of that. They will take care of the payments, but they will not take care of your Klaviyo notifications that somebody started a subscription or that their order is coming up or their your SMS notifications around that. So that is typically something that is dropped the ball between teams. And that's where we come in. And that's what like, it's exactly what people hire us for is, well, it's app, first of all, app selection and app matchmaking. It's like, we're going to install the apps. Or we're going to shortlist the top three, test them, demo them in a kind of independent, non-salesy way. Look at the exact use cases and bottlenecks we need for this particular app, uh, for this particular brand. And then we're going to compare. It's like, okay, does it make sense to migrate to one of these? It's going to be from a cost saving perspective, from an ROI perspective too. So, um, and that's essentially like the, the matchmaking or the matchmaking process is define your strategy, define your wants and needs, shortlist top three, compare the costs and define and decide, is this worth the migration or not? Or is this just a shiny toy syndrome? What are all right? So try to figure out like, is am I chasing a shiny toy or is this the right choice? Is there a revenue level where you're like, okay, now consider this? Like, what's the rule of thumb here? Um, in in my mind, because uh, we've done we've done app matchmaking processes where it's like literally we tell them, hey, you guys are best where you're at. The the current app is your best best choice. And in my mind, it really is the ROI um, on this project. So. Uh, because migrations are costly and time-consuming, and they take months and they take time and effort. Um, I would really, it, it's it really is a question of how much of a step up are you getting? Is this marginal? Are you, if you, so for example, I would say for most people, if you're on Recharge currently, Recharge has really stepped up their game and they've really invested into their roadmap and they're rolling up memberships, cashbacks, um, build boxes and bundles now. Um, so for most people, it's the recharge is in the top five apps as is. And if you really are ca- ch- like chasing edge cases, it's like, oh, you know what? We really need the best in class build a box. Okay, cool. Then go look for that app. That app is in my mind, atomic subscriptions, but, um, it's, it really is, is how much of a step up, what is the ROI on this project? So it's really, I mean, it depends brand to brand. Um, but yeah, uh, is, are your, is your time, but is three months of your life and stress 
Uh, it's probably one of the most stressful projects you'll do in a year, a hundred percent, because it's very that's it's not something you just hit a revert button on. Um, and uh, and is it worth is it worth the ROI? Is it three, four, ten x ROI? Um, I would say if you were on a legacy version of old, for example, and if you're starting to look at the subscription uh, app landscape and be like, okay, maybe there is something better out there. Yeah, that there might there might be. 3x, 10x better apps that are now giving you really awesome build the box functionality or really awesome cancellation prevention flows or gamifying upcoming order notifications and uh, and upcoming order rewards. Um, there's a ton. Uh, there's a ton to be found out there. So I would really say it's like it really is if it's two, if it's one to two X ROIs, like, okay, we're going to spend $20,000 on this migration um, or $10,000 in this migration because it's going to need a different widget design and a different widget and a customer portal redesign. Okay, cool. Is this going to actually play in, pay off in conversions of customer lifetime value? So strategically, that's what I would say. And you'd really want that number to be somewhere between three, five X and up. It's hard, but it's hard to say. And so we've got our process here is, you know, are we a candidate? What features do we need? what's best in class for the feature that's most important to us. Exactly. And you know, really those features are going to be how we're implementing the subscription. Is this a build a box? Is it the more traditional subscribe and save? Or are we entirely new to this and we just want something that's like simple and straightforward? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, from there, give me the overview of how subscription apps generally work in Shopify now. Like in the <laughs> past... You said, hey, it replaces the checkout entirely. This is kind of a mess. What's the, now it leverages selling plans in the native checkout. Any other caveats, things we need to know there? One thing to know, um, generally how these apps work is that, yes, they create a selling plan for a product, which means it's like, hey, if this customer agrees to buy this product and have it, but an order created again on automated basis, and the app, um, the app just remembers, basically stores that selling plan, or now Shopify really stores that selling plan. Um, and the app lets the customer essentially go in and have a customer portal experience where they can log in, hopefully without remembering the Shopify password, Shopify account password. Um, and a lot of these apps actually do offer passwordless logins now, which is really sweet. Um, so uh, and this app allows cust a customer to drop in and have a portal that is easy to use on mobile and desktop, maybe send them notifications about upcoming orders and uh, notifications that can also upsell products and upcoming orders, um, either through native integrations into SMS and Klaviyo or, um, or third-party tools um, like Twilio and other things, um, and attentive. But so that's essentially it. Like the app is really there to create a recurring order let the customer know and then prevent, uh, or I shouldn't say prevent them from canceling, but um, educate them on all the options that are better than canceling. I'm going to call it, I'm going to put it that way. So whenever a customer decides to say, hey, you know what, this order right now that's coming up, I don't really want it right now. Um, the app's job is to let them know that there are ways to reschedule, change their frequency, skip, postpone, snooze, pause, gift, and do all of that other stuff that is better than canceling in this case. And a lot of the times, um, most common cancellation reason for subscriptions is I have too much stuff. So, and that's still really, really annoying because that is not a reason to cancel a subscription. You can postpone, you can delay, you can re like you can just delay your whole frequency. 
and say, I don't want it every one month. I want it every three months. Um, and again, these are all basic features you would see on Amazon. Um, and I think these are all things that customers at the end of the day want to have access to, um, control over their own billing. Um, the last thing you want is to get into a contract that is super rigid that you can't get out of. Like everybody hates that about cable companies. Everybody hates that about cell phone companies. So, okay. Um, your subscription app is then there to make an awesome post-purchase experience. But that's, um, and that's really it. So a lot of these apps are competing on how good is your customer portal? How good are your customer lifetime, like upselling features and gamification feature? How easy is your portal to access? Also, how good are your analytics? How well are you displaying all this information to the business owner and showing them? It's like, hey, here are the top reasons for churn in the last month. Here are the top reasons for churn in this customer cohort. Um, so it, it really is a tool to help you maximize customer lifetime value for this repeat customer base. So it's better to, uh, to better understand your customer base um, and to, or subscriber base and also give the customer the tools to max to basically to order in, in the most smooth, to reorder in the most smooth and fun way possible. Ah, spring is in the air. Give your store a fresh look this season with Zipify Pages, a one-of-a-kind landing page and sales funnel builder for Shopify. Their impressive library of templates comes from their own $175 million Shopify store. In just a few clicks, you can optimize your product pages, category pages, and even your homepage, so they're ready to make you a lot more sales. Need to do some spring cleaning on last year's marketing campaigns? They have a template for every type of marketing funnel, from holiday sales to new product launches. And because every template is tested first on their nine-figure Shopify store, you know they actually work. Zipify Pages makes it easy to run better promotions, launch better ad campaigns, and split test your way to better conversion rates. And you can do it all yourself without needing to hire an expensive designer or developer. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,000 Shopify merchants. Go to zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the tech nasty bonus. Tech nasty. Oh, you mentioned like, hey, the dashboard's got to show KPIs. It's got to give you reasons. Is there a metric or KPI or system you use to determine effectiveness? Like I've installed the app, it's running. Should I keep going? The easiest check there, it really is a gut check and check in with your CS team um, and um, your support team, are people, are customers complaining about the portal less? Are are your subscriptions growing? <laughs> are customers complaining about sign up and uh, and are customers complaining that they have got tricked into a subscription? All of those things should be going down if you've made the right choice. Um, and your subscriber numbers and your subscriber uh, customer lifetime value or um, one metric. Unfortunately, I haven't seen actually an app that gives you this metric. Is customers activation period spent so spend in the first 120 days, we can call it customer life. Excuse me. You can look at customer lifetime value, but that's a little more of an esoteric term. And by the way, you had an awesome customer lifetime deep dive podcast. I really nerved it out about. Um, With uh, Dan McCarthy. Yeah. Yes. Is a yeah. good one. Yes. So, but it's like, you can try to define customer lifetime value from a bajillion ways, but all I say is look at the first 
90, 120 days of a customer and how much they spend in that time, you can easily find that data in Shopify and you pull those reports. And all of those numbers should be going up. And how long until you build your own subscription app? <laughs> well, funny that you mentioned that, Kurt. Um, actually, uh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, here's here's the thing. Uh, we the with thirty apps, we I don't I don't see the point of us building a subscription app. However, uh, we've built uh, a companion app that actually works with all the subscription apps, and it is designed. It's a widget. It's essentially a subscribe and save widget. Um, that looks on brand and converts more subscribers. It's called Good Subscription Optimizer. Uh, it actually should be on the App Store pretty much any day now. We've gone through the review process. So um, I, I say go check it out. I recommend it. If you can't hire a designer or developer and all of the out-of-the-box subscription widgets are just, let's call them limited, and you're frustrated with those, check us out, Good Subscription Optimizer, um, and that's what we're doing. All right, so I was close, not quite. Uh -huh. Um, if someone's overwhelmed, like they listen to this and they go, well, that, that didn't help. Now I'm more confused than ever. What advice would you give to someone feeling overwhelmed by this process? Okay. I, what I would say is if you're not sure of like the, the path for, at least don't make the most common mistakes. So I, I can list a couple of the most common mistakes, um, when selecting and deciding on the next subscription app. So first of all is going with the first salesperson that talks to you. And sometimes I understand why that's it's a path of least resistance is like it's, they're already there. So I'd say that look at at least more than one option. That would be one. Um, the second one is looking at app reviews on apps and judging how well it will this app will work for you based on app reviews um, in the app store. And Kurt, I'm sure that you know this. It's like app reviews generally mean that this is, they are the rating for the support uh, for customer support for that app. Which doesn't necessarily mean that the, the app itself is bad, but what we kind of, funnily enough, seemingly the the more difficult the UI of an app, the more, the more customer support questions they have, the more customer reviews they have on the app store. Um, it's kind of kind of funny that it uh, sometimes works out that way. Obviously, uh, it's a sign, but um, what I would say, don't just rely on reviews. Install these apps. They have great trial options. Install top two or three that strike your uh, strike your interest and play around with them. See how friendly the user interface is. See if they have the features you want and you're you're going to need long term. Look, don't forget, don't forget the churn prevention tools and churn uh, churn flows. And um, and the final piece is like when you're migrating. Yes, the app company most of them are going to be very very happy to onboard you to whatever app you choose. But don't forget the third-party integrations or make sure that somebody on your team or on their team is responsible for things like Clavio, triggers, SMS triggers, and so on and so forth. But if you really want to, um, if you really wanted to just say, hey, I'm just going to outsource this to someone, we do app matchmaking all the time. You can hit me up or we can talk about a mentor call. You can find me uh, at the Good Subscription Agency, goodsubscription.agency, and it's our app matchmaking. So you had uh, starting... After Recharge got their huge valuation and uh -huh. they had low interest rates, uh -huh. uh, the huge amount of money was invested into building these subscription apps. Like it yes. became this gold rush. That's uh -huh. a lot of what's going on here. And I don't say that critically. That, that's the reality of the situation. Yep. And so knowing that, what do you see or how do you see the future of subscription apps evolving in the App Store? Let's polish off that crystal ball here knowing that this is a, a prediction. Uh-huh. 
the way, uh, what I think is going to happen is we're going to have a lot of acquisitions and mergers between smaller apps. Um, and some apps will die off in my mind. Uh, it is apps that are struggling to grow and struggling to find a niche. Um, sometimes we look at, again, there's, there's 30 apps. When was the last time you saw 30, 30 product options for any, for salsa, for brand? It's like, no, I don't want to decide. I don't want to decide between 30 options. I want to look at at least three. And, um, so I think some apps will sink or swim by deciding to focus on a niche or by differentiating really. So I think, um, apps will get more niche in their functionality and the type of business they're best suited for. So you're going to have subscription apps that are fantastic for build the boxes. You're going to have membership only apps. Um, and then you will have kind of jack of all trades apps as well that are large. Um, I don't think those, uh, those are going away. So, um, you're also going to have some low cost leaders like app sales and seals and, um, that take no, no, uh, no fee or excited fingers. Timo and like really good like starter apps for that uh, for that matter. Um, but in my mind, I think we'll have more specialized subscription apps in the, the in the next two basically a year, two to three. Uh, we're going to see some smaller apps disappear, and we're going to or their feature bases will just get swallowed up by these bigger apps that need that need those feature sets. You know, I I agree with you. I think the the M and A path is where this is going to go. We're going to see, you know, two apps who have overlapping feature sets go, you know what, we'd be stronger together. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, or apps that are, you know, one becomes a market leader and goes, well, you know, we could roll up this, rather than yep. try and compete, we could just buy some yep. of these competitors and then we've got the extra revenue. Ah, now our, our valuation goes up. I I think you're right. I think that just is a, a thing that occurs with a maturing space. Yeah. Um, so give me, wrap it up for me. Give me one key piece of advice for merchants looking to grow a subscription-based business. Um, one key piece of advice for subscription growth, I would say listen to your most valuable subscriber cohort and try to please them as best as you can. That would be it. And but, if, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and to expand on that, look at uh, RMF analysis of recency monetization and frequency and look at who buys the most something and you'll uh, and the most often who subscribes to all of your boxes all of the versions who spends three four x more than your average subscriber get to know them build a community for them build a discord build a facebook group um this is how the largest and the best uh subscription brands do it Build a community, listen to it, listen for product feedback. Don't be afraid to iterate and put yourself out there. Because at the end of the day, it's not marketing that's going to grow your business. It's not going to be uh, on-site experience that's going to grow your business. It's not going to be email. It's going to be an awesome product. So listen to the feedback of customers and improve your product and expand your product based on the most die-hard fans. Solid, good advice. You can never go wrong with... Nice. listening to the people who are trying to give you money or you wish to extract value from, right? Yeah. If you want to serve them, you have to talk to them and then listen to what they're telling you. Uh -huh. It's not outrageous advice of the slightest, but I think it's a thing we all have to be reminded of as business owners, myself included. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think that the only thing, uh, or 
for subscriptions specifically, it's not all subscribers are made equally. Some people are buying for, they have two orders and then they cancel. Some people buy once every year and they have an active subscription. Look at the highest value customers, your ideal subscribers, and uh, define who they are and build a community for them and listen to them closely. No, absolutely. Uh, and if we wanted to learn more about you, I'm told I should find you on LinkedIn. Yes, find me, Andre Andre Rubik on LinkedIn, um, or look us up at GoodSubscription.agency, and we can connect there. And I've got links to uh, your agency, your uh, recommended apps, and uh, you on LinkedIn. And since at the time of this recording, uh, your app, Good Subscription Optimizer, is not yet approved for the App Store, I've linked to an app store search for good subscription optimizer. Perf and so perfect. we'll find out. Yes. No, no, which no. Which goes live first, your app or this episode? Yes. Which, who knows? But I've got good feeling. It, yeah, it's a gamble, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> all right, Andrew. The, Andrew. Andre, <laughs> this has been excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for having me on again, Kurt. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Code Epoxy to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.